When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Guess I can't avoid it anymore. I'm going to have to make a decision. I'm going to have to reveal to the world today whether I am no longer friends with Joe Fortenbaugh or whether I'm no longer friends with James Steele. It's really what it boils down to, Joe. Do you have the answer and you're just slow rolling us or have you really not figured out which pick it's going to be? I really struggled throughout the week when I was wrestling back and forth with who I want to pick for this game. I feel confident today. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready to make my pick. Ain't happening yet because listen, I need both of you to get through this show. Yeah. So I'm going to blow up one of these friendships, but I'm going to wait until the end of the show. So you got a couple hours, right? And then hopefully I'll blow up the friend. I like the match, you know, throw it behind me, watch it blow up as I ride off into the weekend. And then hopefully things will simmer down a little bit by Monday, or maybe only one of you will show up on Monday. Either way, at least somebody will be here for the show. It's like uh, the Joker in Dark Knight Rises walking away from, or no, just the Dark Knight, the second one with Heath Ledger walking away from the hospital. He thinks the remote control isn't working, and then boom, it all goes off. That's you. And you know what? Kudos to you, because I was hoping, instead of going Friday news dump at the end, that you would have mentioned it in the beginning, picked against my Eagles, so I could have just walked off and enjoyed my weekend early. <laughs> but no, no, you're too wise for that one. You cannot enjoy your weekend early, because we have an action-packed show yeah. today. Uh, we are going to have Offensive Rookie of the Year and New York Jets wide receiver, of course, Garrett Wilson joining us today. We're also going to hear from the runner-up for that Rookie of the Year award and Seattle Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker III. He's going to join us today as well. Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson will join us today. So action-packed show on Joe and Amber. We're taking you up until 9 o'clock Eastern. It is not 9 o'clock Eastern where I am because I am in Arizona. So am I in your time zone now? It's a little confusing this state because like they don't do daylight sometimes it's two hours behind eastern sometimes it's three hours behind eastern i can't keep track but i think i'm pretty close to you that's what i know it's confusing if you're not in the state but seeing as you are in the state you really just need to look at your phone apple will have updated it for you and the problem will be resolved what does your phone currently say it is you have it five on yes it is 505 p.m in phoenix yes. arizona it is beautiful here in phoenix arizona i will say beautiful but as a floridian i'm cold in the shade and hot in the sun here and I don't really get that disparity in Florida. Like that desert, that dry desert air, the second you walk out of the sun, a little chilly, actually. Well, you know, it's great to have you out of your cave. There is a whole <laughs> world out here outside of South Florida, despite as wonderful of a enjoying process that is to live in. Um, but yes, welcome to what you would be in as the mountain time zone right now. Mm. Despite the fact that I am in Las Vegas, about a five-hour drive north of you, directly north of you, we are not in the same time zone. I am still Pacific. So oh, I am right. operating, well, you are operating in the future right now. I am operating in the future. The future looks bright. The future also looks bright for the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's talk about who this Super Bowl win, if the Chiefs were able to get it done, Joe. Who does it mean more for in terms of the legacy conversation? 
Is it Andy Reid or is it Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, both of those guys already have one, so they've gotten that deal done. But what would another one mean? Oh, boy. So we're coming right out with a classic radio topic. No X's and O's, no conversation. Let's get right to the big arcing radio topics where you can put it on the lower third and start yelling at each other on TV. To answer your question, it would mean more for Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid's good. Andy Reid's set. Andy Reid had an incredible career at the Philadelphia Eagles. He went to five NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl. He didn't win it, but he had a remarkable career there. Goes to Kansas City, immediately turns him around, drafts Patrick Mahomes, wins a Super Bowl, now appearing in his third with the Chiefs, fourth overall, doesn't matter. Big Red is set. Big Red's a Hall of Famer. Nothing's going to change about his career. Mahomes is the key that needs it. He needs it because, number one, you got Orlovsky on TV already talking about how the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not going to disagree, but I don't think we necessarily need to have that conversation yet. And number two, you don't want to be in the Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers category. Great quarterbacks who only won one. Now, I know Manning won two. He got the Denver one at the end. But that was more defense than it was Manning. He was getting carried at that point in his career, but he had to. You don't want to be in that category. You got to be a multi-Super Bowl winner so you don't deal with Rodgers is dealing with, so you don't deal with Breeze dealt with. So it means more to answer your very specific radio question for Patrick Mahomes. Do you see it the same way? Uh, I do see it the same way, although I'm tickled by what you just brought up with Dan Orlovsky. I love the idea of having a conversation. Patrick Mahomes retired today, six years in. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? If it all ends today, is he first ballot? After He's been doing that for two weeks. It's like, Orlovsky, will you calm down? I like that conversation. Those guys were very passionate on on, uh, Get Up this morning. I was watching that on the plane ride over. They were very passionate getting into it. And they were very passionate about this specific subject that I just brought up to you about the legacy talk when it comes to Mahomes and when it comes to Andy Reid. I know Ryan Clark was arguing emphatically that, yes, Mahomes needs to win another one because we have this assumption he's always going to be here and he's going to have more chances, but that ain't always how it works. I do agree with you, though, that if we're talking – if we're comparing Reed to Mahomes, Reed's legacy is set. I mean, he's had the entire coaching career. He's in a very different place than I think Patrick Mahomes. And because of that, he got that monkey off his back when he won that one. Because that was always the talk around Andy Reed. Like, excellent coach. He can get there. He can, you know, win championships. But he can't win the championship. He can't win the Super Bowl. And then once he actually was able to do that in Kansas City, that whole conversation died. He's a Hall of Fame coach. It's a wrap. There's nothing left to this discuss with Patrick Mahomes there's a whole career still ahead of him yes this is the best start to a career that we've ever seen in NFL history at the quarterback position but another one would certainly help if we're going to have actual conversations about not just first ballot hall of famer but if we're going to have actual conversations on whether he can be in the same conversation with Tom Brady and that's where this Patrick Mahomes conversation I think ends up leading right where can you actually talk about Patrick Mahomes being one of the all-time greats I mean it's undeniable he's one of the greats of this generation can he be an all-time great if he doesn't win another one and the answer that's probably not I mean look at an Aaron Rodgers right where we thought he would have won a bunch of them by now he's got one he was really great in that Super Bowl it was also a decade ago most people don't have him in the same conversation as Tom Brady Yeah, the public eye always comes down to championships. It's the LeBron-MJ conversation. You can do everything you want, but with LeBron trailing Jordan in championships, he's always going to have that hanging over him. It's the same reason why nobody on earth, again, now outside of Orlovsky, 
puts Dan Marino in their top five. Dan Marino was an incredible quarterback. If you put two Super Bowls on Dan Marino's resume, there are people arguing to this day that he's the greatest of all time, Mm -hmm. never mind the fact that he doesn't have six or eight titles. But he doesn't have any. So he's always left off of all the lists. So it's always going to come down to championships in the public eye. Most people who are reasonable, rational human beings should be able to look at everything Mahomes has done and win or lose this weekend, understand that he is already one of the greatest to ever do it. And you, you just go no further than the fact that they took Tyreek Hill away from this team and he was just as good as he was last year. He lost Tyreek Hill, one of the best receivers in the game, gained no one of significance in that role, and won the MVP award and went back to the Super Bowl. That's as big of a middle you-know-what to all of society who tried to say, well, if you lose Tyreek Hill, you might not be. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He makes everyone about around him better. He's the, stall, st- <laughs> He's the straw that stirs the drink. It's Friday. Just get me to happy hour. <laughs> we are going to get you to happy hour. Join up is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Coming up next, what do the Jets need to do next season to take another step towards being a contender? We're going to talk to the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Also, listen to us on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber the podcast we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at la quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods fruit eggs yogurt and waffles and really Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Joe and Amber. Joe Fortenbaugh. Amber Wilson hanging out with you. Find him on social media. At Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well. At Amber W Sports. You can also tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. It is time for pizza money number one. You know how we do here on Joe and Amber. Joe gives you the advice. A small wager. You're not betting the house, but you're going to bet a little pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 
Hot streak officially over 0-2 last night, minus 2.15 units. But over our last eight, still going strong, 15-9, and plus 16.1 units. Pizza money number one, all Super Bowl prop bet related. Jarek McKinnon, Chiefs running back under five and a half rushing attempts, minus 115. McKinnon is averaging just under four rushing attempts per game this season. And he's recorded six rushing attempts in a game just seven times in 19 outings. Oh, by the way, it looks like Clyde Edwards-Elaire will be active for this game and might be able to play on Sunday, which means not only will Isaiah Pacheco be handling a heavily workload, but Clyde Edwards-Elaire could get in on the fun as well, rendering McKinnon the primary back when it comes to a lot of the passing activities. That's not what we're worried about here. We just care about the rushing. Prop bet, pizza money, Super Bowl, number one, Jarek McKinnon under five and a half rushing attempts. So we will have a couple more of where those came from later in the show. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. But right now we've got a treat for you. New York Jets wide receiver and rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Offensive rookie of the year, Garrett. What does that sound like to you? Did you expect it? <laughs> That's awesome. No, I uh, I didn't expect it. You know, it kind of, um, you know, I went in without any expectation. I was just happy to be there among the uh, the great nominees. Garrett, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make coming from the college ranks at Ohio State to the pros with the Jets? Um, just just learning the offense in a in a time to where um, you know I could I could play fast out on the football field. You know, I've been so used to to you know getting signals from the sideline and and um, you know just getting the offense fast, no huddle, and and for me, you know, learning the wordy language and the verbiage that they were using and having to figure out you know what was talking to me, what wasn't. Um, took me a while to, to get to that point and, and until then you know I wasn't able to play my best ball because I was thinking too much so you know that was the main adjustment for me uh, well you made that adjustment pretty well uh, that's for sure Garrett Wilson New York Jets wide receiver and NFL offensive rookie of the year joining us here on Joe and Amber so I got to ask you Garrett about that position that throws you the football uh, certainly some ups and downs some uncertainty at the quarterback position for your team this season what was it like dealing with all that yeah um you know, I had to just simplify the game. You know, for me, it it it, it could be what you made, what you whatever, whatever you let it make, whatever you made it is what it was. So, um, for me, I just tried to simplify my job and tell myself, all right, just catch the ball, you play receiver, no matter who's throwing it, doesn't matter, just just do your job to the uh, best of your ability. And and you know, that was kind of the mindset throughout the receiver room. And and you know, no matter what, who was back there playing quarterback, we were confident in them. And and um, yeah, we were just trying to do our job. You know. Well, based on everything you saw last season, what are your expectations for this offense next season? Is there another step you can take? Oh, for sure. We need to. Um, you know, we felt like we left our defense, uh, let our defense down a lot last season. And, and um, you know, that was just the reality of it. And, and for us, we want to take a step in finishing drives and being able to, to uh, you know, keep our defense off the field longer, not having them putting them right back out there after three and outs you know, finishing the season as well. You know, we didn't score a touchdown for the last three games. So, you know, those are things that, you know, aren't acceptable with the standard we hold ourselves to. And, and we plan to do something about it, you know, this next season. NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Our very own Mel Kuyper here at ESPN has C.J. Stroud as the first quarterback off the board in his latest mock draft. What's the biggest thing that you see in C.J. that's going to make him a good pro? Uh, just his mindset. You know, he's got a great head on his shoulders. And, and you know, all the uh, – all the intangibles and athletic ability and arm talent, you know, speak for itself. But, but as um, his head on his shoulders and how he can stay locked in, you know, in the face of pressure, um, 
and just the way you know he, he talks with his teammates and communicates with us. You know, my time there at Ohio State was special because of people like him. And uh, you know, I can't see, wait to see what uh, what he does with this, you know, with his dream and his uh, dream coming true. You set the bar really high for yourself in your rookie season, winning Offensive Rookie of the Year last night. What are your personal goals over the next couple of seasons? Um, nothing like that. You know, I want to play in the Super Bowl. Um, that's really it. You know, that's really it. I want to play in the Super Bowl. I want to win a lot of games and, and uh, be a part of, you know, turning around the Jets organization. You know, the fans deserve it. Um, the people that have stuck with us deserve it. And, and for me, you know, coming in last year, I feel like I got a taste of what it's like to live, win in the city. And, and, you know, now we want to make it a, a common thing, you know. So for, um, yeah, that's really it. You know, I feel like the rest of the stuff will take care of itself as long as, uh, as, long as we go out there and win games and, and uh, you know, put ourselves in the position we want to be in. So speaking of the Super Bowl, go ahead and give me your prediction for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I got I got the Kansas City Chiefs thirty five to twenty four. Oh wow, specific. Okay, yeah. even giving me a score. Oh, I like specific, it. Specific, specific. Don't sleep you on know? Patrick Mahomes. Is that what you're doing there? Yeah, I can't. I can't bet against Mahomes ever. I can't speak any um, you know non winning language on his name. He's too good. You know, it'd be some dumb of me to do that. I hear you. All right, Garrett, uh, tell us why you're joining us today. Yeah, no. Um, so I'm here with Panini, and uh, they're hosting me and several other NFL players and draft prospects at the. Panini Prism VIP event, you know, here at Super Bowl. And, um, you know, we're just really excited to be here. So um, they're the exclusive trading card, card partner of the NFL. And for me, it's just been awesome to work with them, you know, these last year and a half or two. So just really excited to be out here and able to work with them and, and talk with people like y'all. That's very, very cool. I think my uh, husband and my kid are going to the Prism uh, Panini event today as well. Garrett Wilson, New York Jets wide receiver, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. You have that on your resume forever. Thanks, Garrett, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. I don't think it was a huge shock that he won that award, right? Also not a huge shock that Patrick Mahomes won MVP. Uh, He basically got 98% of the votes for MVP. Defensive Player of the Year last night, Nick Bosa. That's not, I don't think there's anything controversial about that, right? Offensive Player of the Year, we got Justin Jefferson. I'm imagining you don't have a problem there, Joe. Defensive Rookie of the Year, it was a Jets sweep in the rookie category. That's got to make you feel really good if you're a Jets fan, right? Because Sauce Gardner took home Defensive Rookie of the Year. You had Garrett Wilson with Offensive Rookie of the Year. I was surprised to learn that that was the third time that's happened in history. I was thinking that's probably never happened before. Yeah, I would not have picked three times. If you had set the over-under on one and a half and I knew that the Jets had just won it, I'd probably still go under saying, no, who's going to be lucky enough to draft both of them? Maybe one other team but definitely not two I would not have thought that but I do know one of these categories that I'm guessing you had an issue with because you mentioned it yesterday comeback player of the year ended up going to Geno Smith what are your thoughts there because I know that you were upset that he was even one of the finalists for that award Well, I've got to be careful with how I couch it because I don't want to make it seem like it's a knock on what Geno did this season. He was fantastic. He led the NFL in completion percentage. He helped get the Seahawks to the playoffs. It was a fun story. It was a great story. Everything about it was awesome, but you're not the comeback player. You didn't come back from anything. What did you come back from? Now, if you want to create an award called Most Improved Player, that's the award Geno Smith won because he was very much improved from what we remember. But he came back from nothing. What, you came back from from being a, a, a second stringer, a bench warmer? Like, that's not what this award's I mean, he never a, even came back. 
Yeah, that's like, it. Just it makes no sense. Wrong. It makes no sense. I understand McCaffrey and Barkley are up for it. I mean, Nick Gates, the offensive lineman for the the Giants. I don't even know if the media members know who he is. They probably didn't pay attention. I think he needed like seven surgeries to repair his leg. He came back to the NFL. That's a story for you. Geno Smith, most improved player, not comeback player. Yeah, I don't get the comeback player of the year either. Brian Dayball ended up wearing winning coach of the year. I know you and I both agreed there, but comeback player of the year, that should have been Saquon, maybe even CMC, but it definitely should not have been the guy who didn't come back from anything. He just got good fighting. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Super Bowl week. It has been a big one already. It will continue to be a big one here on Joe and Amber. We have an action-packed show today. We have still coming your way running back Kenneth Walker III from the Seattle Seahawks. Lions D-end Aiden Hutchinson. They're going to be joining us later in the show. Plus, tons of Super Bowl betting advice from Joe Fortenbaugh today on Joe and Amber. Pizza money number two coming your way. Let's do it. Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. First Pizza Money of the night was Jarek McKinnon under five and a half rushing attempts. What we'll do is recap all of these at the end of the show in the 8.45 p.m. Eastern segment. Pizza Money number two. Eagles kicker Jake Elliott under seven and a half total points. Two field goals, two extra points. That's eight points. That would be a loser. I don't see that happening. Despite all the scoring in Philadelphia this season, Elliott averaged seven points per game and eclipsed this number just seven times in 18 games. So he didn't put up eight points in even half the games he kicked in this year. Remember, Philadelphia loves to go for it on fourth down, especially in opponent territory when they're right on the cusp of trying a mid to long range field goal. So keep that in mind tomorrow night. Pizza money number two, or I should say Sunday night. Jake Elliott, Eagles kicker, under seven and a half total points. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. The Chiefs ended the AFC Championship game down three of their top wideouts. How is that going to impact Kansas City on Sunday? Here's our very own Dan Graziano on the status of Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Toney. Yeah, he was real banged up after the AFC Championship game with a knee injury, but he's been able to practice this week, and it sounds like he's going to be good to go for the Super Bowl. That, that, that extra week in between these two games is a big helper in a lot of ways. And Kadarius Toney, who left that game, that AFC Championship game early with an injury, he was upgraded to a full practice participant yesterday. And again, that's the Chiefs' most intense practice of the week. So a very good sign there. But it sounds like the Chiefs at wide receiver are going to be healthier for this game than it might have looked looked uh, a short time ago. James Steele, our producer, helps us out with this segment. What you got, James? So it's good news uh, for all intents and purposes from Dan Graziano on the Chiefs wide receivers. But Joe, how big of an issue do you think the health of those guys will be on Sunday? 
It's an issue for sure. It's not that hard to just tell the media, yep, they're all full participants. Everyone's good to go. That's what you should be doing. You, want, you don't want to give your opponent any sort of edge or idea as to how things are playing. You're healthy. You're feeling great. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. When it comes to Kansas City's receivers, if you follow the betting markets, they're starting to become bullish on Kadarius Tony. Now, whether or not he can stay healthy throughout the course of the game remains to be seen. But Tony. His ability to be active, Juju Smith-Schuster, whether he's able to help, it's all going to be huge because, again, Travis Kelsey is going to be a focal point for the Philadelphia defense. I would expect this game to feature a lot of dinking, dunking, bubble screens, uh, out routes, flats, a lot of stuff short and intermediate rather than taking shots down the field because it's A, a high percentage completion, and B, it keeps the clock moving and the Eagles offense on the sidelines. It is a big deal whenever we're talking about the health of any wide receivers, obviously. It's the big deal when we're talking about the health of anybody on either of these teams that are competing. But I do think we've also learned from Patrick Mahomes that as long as he's got bodies to throw the football to, then it's going to be A-OK for that Kansas City Chiefs team. Nicole Hardman's not going to be playing in this game. The, the health of Tony, the health of Juju, yes, it all matters. It all factors in, fine. But also, really health of who's throwing that football that's most paramount the Broncos hired Sean Payton to be their head coach after a disastrous 2022 season Payton joins Keyshawn J. Will and Max and told them that the blame in Denver wasn't just on one person when you have a five in 12 season there's dirt on a lot of hands so certainly the quarterback and the head coach draw the most those are the most visible guys those are the two people in leadership roles but man, if you if you look at everyone's fingernails there's a lot of dirt on them and so what i mean by that is they're shared things that they didn't do well organizationally there were a lot of things that club didn't do well last year all right uh first i think we need to switch the music since joe said it all right so uh you're welcome for that James. yeah no problem uh, so Peyton says everyone deserves blame for how the Broncos season played out uh, this year. But if you get things turned around in Denver next year, what player will be the biggest key to that turnaround, Amber? I mean, we're really asking this question. We all know. We all know the answer to this is Russell Wilson. You have to be able to get something out of Russell Wilson. You don't need Russ to be 2016 Russell Wilson. But you need Russ to be something like he was just a couple years ago in Seattle. Heck, even that down season in Seattle, his final season in Seattle where he had the thumb injury, you'd even take that at this point if you're the Denver Broncos. It's all going to come down to Russell Wilson, how much he has left in the tank. He doesn't have to be the most elite version of himself, but he has to be far more competent than he was this past season. Just be smarter with the football. They had a lot of turnovers last year. Russ was very careless with the football. Peyton's got to put him in better situations than Nathaniel Hackett did. I'd add more, but I mean, it's it's a that's a no-brainer slam dunk that Russell Wilson's the guy that needs to turn it around. I don't think many people saw the Jags' success coming this season, but they were a surprise division winner. They made the playoffs. What led them to being ahead of schedule? Here's their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, on first take. The culture that we set last year is, is the biggest thing with Coach Peterson, and he's always the same every day. And that, that's the biggest thing, especially in the NFL. Like I said, when, you, when you're, we're talking about the ups and downs of the season, mm-hmm. like we lost five games straight in October, didn't win a game the whole month of October, and, and he stayed the same. And then he was the same way when we won seven straight to finish the season. Yeah. So when you have that, I think that was, the cool thing about our season was that was tested too. It's like it wasn't just like we had – a great year. Everything went smooth yeah. for us. We had challenges, and we got to see how coach responded, how our team responded. 
and we just got tighter and tighter. You know, no one really, no one divided. You know, when you when you lose a lot of games in a row, yeah. you go one or two yeah. ways, and we really just stuck together. And it was cool to be a part of. And our culture got tested a little bit, and I think that was that was good for us. So, Joe, what are your expectations for the Jaguars next season? Well, if you tell me the Jags win the division and the playoff game next year, then I would say that's fantastic because it can look very different than it did this year. You can have a tougher AFC South, and winning it would be just as impressive. You could have a tougher first-round opponent, and winning it would be just as, if not more impressive than what they did against the Chargers. But I don't think there's any more room for us to say, well, Jacksonville should be a mid-level team trying to find their way. No, you should be a contender, not not a top-of-the-line contender, not in that top tier with Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, but you should be the next tier down. Spend some money, draft well, Lawrence is entering year three, they clearly have coaching under control now, you should be tier two in the AFC, and you should be the type of team people look at that maybe is a dark horse to crash the AFC championship game. My expectation for that team now the goalpost has moved is to win the division next season. Like that is the expectation. I don't have any reason to believe that the Colts, the Texans, the Titans are going to be in a position to do that. My confidence would be in the Jags. That's where they've set the mark and they need to meet that mark. Trevor Lawrence took a huge stride. I feel like that franchise quarterback, he was that number one pick. We got to see the talent this season. It came through. So improve even more, win the division, get a postseason win. I think all of those are very realistic expectations. I'm not expecting the Jags to compete in the Super Bowl next season, but I am absolutely like Joe, expecting the to compete in the postseason at least past the first round. If there's one thing we learned this season, it's that the Jets still don't have a franchise quarterback, but running back Brees Hall says that he and his teammates just aren't worried about it. We don't talk about it too much. You know, we focus on those 52 guys that we have in the locker room uh, right then and there, you know, and focus on the task at hand. So during the season, you know, we were worried about the game. We weren't worried about quarterback situation or anything like that. You know, we we felt like our coaches were going to put us in the best position to win each and every weekend. That's what we're focused on. Amber, do you believe Brees Hall? The Jets aren't worried about who their quarterback is? Heck no, not at all. Uh, Brees Hall, I mean, nice little PR answer there that he gave. uh, But no, I don't believe a single word of it. Of course they're worried about who's running their offense next season, particularly if you know you're playing on that offense next season. Whoever ends up being tasked with that is going to make a huge difference to the success of this team. And we know around that position, and particularly on the defense, this team is ahead of schedule and has some expectations surrounding it, but it's all going to rely on who the quarterback is like it did this season. See, I disagree. I don't think he cares at all. You know why? It's February 10th. He hasn't played a game for a month, and he doesn't have OTAs for a while. He doesn't. They don't care. Why care who your quarterback is now? Live your life. Spend your money. You're young. You're in great shape. You got a couple bucks in your pocket. Enjoy your offseason. Go to the islands. Live your life. There's going to be plenty of time to worry about Zach Wilson in the near future, just like there was plenty of time to worry about Zach Wilson all season long. So for right now, he's probably telling the truth. He's not worried at all because why should he be? Enjoy your life, young man. Jets football will bring you back down to earth soon enough. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax, but maybe don't go live in the dark for four days. That sounds atrocious. <laughs> One of the biggest stories coming off of LeBron James breaking Kareem's all-time scoring record was Anthony Davis not standing up, not cheering for his teammate in that moment when it happened. But AD says it was just a misunderstanding. 
80, I want to go back a little bit Tuesday. No. No, you don't want to talk about that? No. No, no, no. no. I mean, people people want to... No, you don't? No, no. No, I mean, people notice your body language and... No, and don't be in broad relationship. No, I, but I, I mean, I don't think that. I was just wondering what, what you... It's nothing. It's yeah. about the game. I mean, we lose a run to the Thunder game we needed. And I was pissed off that we were losing. So that's something for me. It's nothing that has to do with... LeBron, he knows that. I mean, everybody else outside looking in, that's their opinion. But um, I was pissed off they were losing the game. Joe, are you buying that Andy was just upset the Lakers were losing and it had nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with LeBron? I mean, kind of, because he was so upset with the question. I guess you could get that upset about a loss to Oklahoma City when you're already one of the worst teams in the NBA, right? Like, they've lost plenty of games this year. They have plenty of experience losing. Davis has lost a bunch of games. Davis barely plays. 30 games started this year, 40 last year, 36 the year before that. So, I mean, I guess when he is rarely active and you're losing to a team like OKC, maybe you are upset. Maybe you lose sight of the fact that, oh, I don't know, one of the all-time great records is going to go down right in front of you. But to get that upset with the reporters for asking, he knew it was coming. Just fantastic. Amber, I love it how they're always telling us we have it wrong. Everybody on the outside has it wrong. Uh, Kevin Durant always says it. Kyrie Irving always says it. Every NBA player is always telling everybody they got it wrong. And yet, all this keeps happening. I have no patience for it, to be perfectly honest with you. Because even if you are upset that you're losing in that moment, you are a vet in the league. You have been doing the song and dance with the media and the fans your entire existence practically at this point because you're Anthony Davis. You're a highly decorated, highly famous player. Stand up. Give the golf clap. Doesn't matter how you feel on the inside, AD. No one cares. You know how to play this game. You know how to work a room. I just don't have any patience for this idea that he's upset. And so he's the only, quite literally, the only person in an entire arena that can't celebrate that moment. It was just odd. Like, even if he had just stood up and not clapped and not cheered, but just quite literally stood up because, you know, Every other single person in the arena was on their feet. It was just such a strange, strange decision in that moment. Coming up next, we give you our best bets every night when we do pizza money, but we want to know what bets you're going to be making on Sunday. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to open up the phone lines to you. You tell us your best bets. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Joe and Amber, the podcast. be lots of partying tonight in phoenix arizona scottsdale arizona lots and lots of super bowl party action joe you didn't want to make the drive over we're only five hours away i had contemplated it and i've got people asking as an eagle fan what i'm going to do this weekend we've been invited to some parties there's some opportunities in town to be honest i think i'm just gonna sit at home by myself with my kids and my and was, yeah, I don't. I want to watch the game. I the last thing I want to do is go to some party and have some guy telling me his thoughts, giving me his takes on what's happening. I I don't have time for that. I am tired of listening to my own takes from all week long. I don't have time for other people's takes. So it'll probably be me in a dark room by myself. You're you're in Scottsdale. You going partying tonight? 
I am. I am going partying. I'm going to the Rolling Stones Super Bowl party tonight. It is going to uh, certainly be a big night. I'm going to Waste Management tomorrow. Ooh, the golf. that'll be a good time. Uh, I don't know what party I'm going. My husband's trying to talk me into Playboy tomorrow night. I don't think that's happening, but, huh? uh, but he's still Why? trying. Why not? So we're going to be out there. <laughs> We're going to be at some of these Super Bowl parties. If you're out there and you see me, come say hi right now. Why don't you want to go to the Playboy party? I mean, if I'm choosing parties, that's probably not the one. Actually, you know what's funny is I think I've been to that one before. And remember when Maxim was the big one? I don't know. No, like I don't roll anymore. in your circle. No, I don't remember when Maxim was the big one. I just told you I'm going to watch the game in a dark room by myself. But these are before Same. the game, man. These are Friday and Saturday nights. All right, we're asking for your calls. Triple eight, say ESPN. We want to know what are your best bets this weekend? What are you going to be betting on? Maybe the over under on Joe ever going to a, a cool Super Bowl party ever. Under. But right now, he's going to bring you his own advice with another pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. I want to hear from the people what their best bets are. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, say ESPN. So I'm going to make this quick. Kenneth Gainwell, Eagles running back over 10 and a half receiving yards. He's the most targeted back in the Eagles backfield going against a Kansas city defense that gave up the second most targets, most receptions and fourth most receiving yards to opposing running backs this season. I like the opportunity and I like the opponent. Kenneth Gainwell over 10 and a half receiving yards. Pizza money. Number three. Motivating factors to be the best. A one-handed catch! Touchdown, Kansas City! You're in the biggest game of your life, and you want to go out there and make memories with your teammates. I remember saying this about Patrick early on. You could have the perfect play call, and you could execute it perfectly, and it won't matter. Mahomes, Kelsey, touchdown! We throw around the term generational all the time, but Pat Mahomes is the definition of generational. So we are going to get to your calls in just a moment. Triple Eight, say ESPN. What is your best bet this weekend? Tune in to NBA action tomorrow night as the Warriors host the Lakers presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Get in the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the Zone. AutoZone. Glenner is in Alaska. Glenner, thanks for the call. What's your bet? Uh, well, my bet, uh, first off, I was in Phoenix for Super Bowl 30. I always go with my dad to the uh, was called the Phoenix Open at the time. I've never seen a bigger group of people in downtown Tempe than during Super Bowl and the golf tournament. Oh, my God. I don't know how you guys are going to do it. It's insane. My, my bet, uh, the over-under, 30 seconds on my Uncle Garth complaining about Rihanna and how it should be Metallica at halftime. <laughs> that is a good bet. That is an excellent, excellent bet. I, I agree that... with that. I agree with that. I don't know. Metallica you you agree with Garth being able to with Uncle Garth being able to complain about it being Rihanna instead of Metallica? They so a few years ago, uh, when it was in San Francisco and they did not put Metallica as part of the Super Bowl halftime show, they were so ticked off that they held their own concert at where the Giants play, which is now Oracle Park. It was called Too Heavy for Halftime. They did it the night before the Super Bowl. <laughs> they blew the roof off of the city. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, Matt is in Atlantic City. Matt, thanks for the call. What's your bet this weekend? Okay, I got I got two here, Joe and Amber. So I got Jalen Hurts over 10.5 rushing attempts. I like that. All right, Joe? I like Jalen Hurts under 
238.238.5 passing yards. I, I believe that uh, Kansas City is going to hold him under that. And I like Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. I think he gets the first touchdown. But I also think I also think Jalen Hurts gets the first touchdown of the game, and it's a rushing touchdown with him. Um, but, Joe, I think last week when we were talking, you are like, how can you uh, be a Giants fan? You're in Atlantic City. Joe, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> so I'm going Kansas City 35-31 in the Super Bowl. That's enough predictions guys. for one night. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. <laughs> enough predictions for one night. I do appreciate the call. Atlantic City taking liberties with everything, like usual. Just coming on a radio show, shotgunning, irresponsible takes all over the air. That is what we want, though. We want your best bets. Triple Eight say ESPN. Coming up next, more of your calls. Plus, are the Eagles on the precipice of a dynasty? Joe and Amber, the podcast.